Right now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. What's up, everybody? It's Unready But Confident, podcast number five. I'm joined by Jimmy, Trace, and Chatterton, your four best friends for this evening. We got some great topics, some awesome headlines, and we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a little bit of "Would You Rather" tonight. Another little new segment we came up with. So some good hypotheticals. Um, lot lot of uh, good topics to talk about. But let's first let's kick it off. Trace, what'd you do this weekend, man? Let's 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 hear some great stuff about this weekend. What'd you do, man? Well, let's see. I really only did two things of noteworthy. I binge watched a certain show, which I will mention later in another segment. Good guy. And I went to a concert in Huntington. So that's pretty much what I did. Uh, what the concert, concert was, brother? What concert? The concert was phenomenal. Uh, it was Shinedown, Papa mm. Roach. And it was a phenomenally good concert. I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, my ears rang for a little while afterwards. That's to be expected. But it was Rock worth show, every second. Dude. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bombs, fire, you name it. But yeah, uh, that's really all I did. I mean, I it was it was simple but effective. So hey, go with the flow. Hey man, can't blame me there. That's awesome, Jimmy. What'd you do, bro? Saturday was a much needed relaxing day. I don't think my ass left bed till about two p.m. Then got back in <laughs> bed and then didn't leave till. God knows when ate pizza. Well, no, didn't eat much pizza, but still, just Sunday. Hashtag kick your feet up. Hashtag kick your feet up. (laughs) Sunday (laughs) night, you know, we just ate pizza, laid in bed. It was it was wonderful. uh, That's a great um, day. So, oh, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. Just ate really good food for the little brother's birthday dinner. Drank a lot of expensive wine. It was fantastic. Even nice, better. Man. I didn't even pay for it. Dad did. Did you have your pinky up whenever you <laughs> took a sip? Please, oh, God, tell always, me. Always, man. You hey, like pinkies up, baby. Pinky Hashtag up. pinkies up. I oh. love it. <laughs> always. <laughs> Zach, what'd you do, bro? I had to work all weekend. So oh, actually, in the back at work to watch the UFC fight Saturday. Oh, nice. boy. And if anybody from work is listening, I did not do that. Did not hear me say that. <laughs> this is off the record. If uh, anyone from Kroger is watching or listening to this, if anyone yeah. repeats that, I will deny it. <laughs> deny, 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 deny. deny. <laughs> that's the common. I love the flex. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, I didn't really do much either this weekend. Um, just kind of with the Lindsay's, hung out, watched Netflix. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, Kind of kick your feet up weekend, um, so it was all good. It was cool. Much um, yeah, def- definitely much needed, man. After the I, dude, after last week, Jesus Christ, man, I needed it. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. Dude. <laughs> uh, so it it was good. It was a nice, good kickback weekend. Uh, Netflix. Uh, we started a new show. Uh, I forget the name of it. I'm like, I have to ask her, but it's a good show. Uh, oh. Heart of Dixie used to be on CMT. Pretty good. I, I, I like. She likes it better than I do, but it's pretty interesting, I guess. So, uh, not my TV show of the week, by the way. Not my TV show of the week. So, we fucked some shit up on GTA too. Yes, we did. Yes, <laughs> we did, bro. Absolutely. We out there in arena wars, driving like monster trucks with like snowplows <laughs> on the front. It was great. 
We had a good time. We brought that back, man. We got two. We hey, we got two nightclubs on their chat. We might have a future business plan on there our hands. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to brag or anything. My nightclub's going pretty well. Dude, mine too. Mine's Paradise. What was yours called? What was yours called? I know it was something cool, but I can't remember what yours was called. I do not remember. Ah, nice. Mine's... <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to Paradise. Oh, shit, bro. Like, really? Like, <laughs> you got to charter it? Or what? No, we just go stand in line, pay 100 bucks to get in, but it's worth it. <laughs> so, cool. Hey, good times. All right. Anyways, what's been going on in the world of football is obviously the big number one controversy. Robert Kraft with a 14-minute handy. My God. And my, my big deal is he's an owner. He's a billionaire. What can the NFL do to really punish this guy? Like the max fine is half a million dollars, which is pocket change to the you know to to him. And if you suspend him, big fucking whoop-de-doo, man, he's going to go home and watch it in his lovely mansion or one of his other 14 homes he probably has and probably still getting a handy (laughs) while he's watching the game. Jimmy, listen to this. I'm about to hit you guys with some knowledge real quick. I saw a nice, interesting tweet about this. For what Robert Robert Kraft is worth, finding him $500,000 is equivalent to finding your everyday, talking about it us, Everyday normal human being goes to work, clocks in, clocks out, all that is two dollars and eighty seven cents. Oh my goodness! Unreal. Yeah. This man's See, getting a hand job for fifty six dollars, and I'm over. He's over here paying two uh, two dollars and eighty seven cents in fines. Fuck off! Come on. Yeah. <laughs> just, this is crazy. On. This is crazy. They could tell him. They could tell him he's not allowed to kiss Tom Brady in the lips anymore. True that. On live TV, and yeah, that'd be a fun. How are you going to cheat on Tom <laughs> like that? What yeah, I know, think? right? <laughs> right? Yeah, Tom's he kissed Tom his mouth Brady out. with that mouth. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Jimmy, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, oh no, Continue, no, you're brother. good. No, no, I mean honestly, I I wanted to hear what everyone had to say about it because just I, like the more I hear about NFL owners getting punished for whatever the hell they did, you, what, how is that going to hurt the team? They have no effect to the team except signing the paychecks. So you're going to suspend them from coming to home games for half the season? Woo! They're going to go to Hawaii or wherever to watch the game. Who cares? Watch it on his yacht. Who gives a crap? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they're still going to be living a phenomenal life. <laughs> like, big whoop. I'm not I, at I the game in my $4 million suite that I built myself or had other people build, you know, because right, right. the rich. Uh, um I- I mean, yeah, yeah, dude, it's, you it's, hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and plus, it's the fact that it's the Patriots and it's Robert Kraft, right? And I just right. want to see what kind of dumb situation Roger Goodell comes up with because he's honestly the worst commissioner in all the sports. And I think like he's in on it, like he's like working with the feds to try to bring down the Patriots. Probably you can't beat him on the field, so he's got to beat him off. So probably beat him. Well, sorry, beat him oh, off whoa, the field. Whoa, whoa. Beat him, beat him <laughs> off the field. Pause. 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 Rewind. Edit. Edit. Plot edit. Twist. No, no, no. We're Plot not going to edit this out. That's just a big pause. Plot twist. Okay. Bell is so here's what's going to happen. He can't he helped beat him, him to play his balls this time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> South Park yeah. episode, walking around, stands down, big balls in a wheelbarrow. But yep. <laughs> they can't beat him on the field. So 
wouldn't surprise me if Roger Goodell has some sort of tie to this little sting operation, if you will. Like Kraft getting suspended, is this the downfall of the Patriots? Are you kidding dynasty? me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> as long as they got one, two back there taking snaps, that's a dynasty, bro. It's period. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. It, He's the greatest quarterback over. to ever live. It doesn't matter what the owner does. If he gets freaking jerked off or, you know, whatever, whatever he's doing. If he's if he's getting BJs or hand jobs like it's middle school, who gives a shit? The dude could buy all our houses and then some and pay our tuition like it's nothing. All so, of our neighborhoods probably buy the entire state of West Virginia. Oh, I guarantee. Still have I guarantee. Dollars. But Guaranteed. anyways, shocker. Another shocker or shocking news is Randy Gregory from the Cowboys got suspended to definitely again for substance abuse. Not shocking. No surprise there. Since How about them Cowboys? As did David Irving. Another cowboy. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for Jerry Jones. Well, I did I didn't know he was taking shots up his butt. I mean, I, th- I thought he was a clean player. I put him on the line. I you know, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, uh, his is probably weed again. Oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. I think it is actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Since yeah, since, what was it like 2017 he was suspended all year and then he only yeah. played a handful of games last year because of it. Yeah. Um, this is his first full year, I think. Yeah, first full year it was. Oh, full year, okay. But, I mean, he did have a couple injuries that could have called him questionable for the game. So, but right. who gives a shit? It's the Cowboys. I don't care. Yeah. I hope <laughs> they fall flat on their face for all. Crap, <laughs> yeah. You know? so. Then the combine's coming up. Well, coming up. It started today. Started oh, today. Yep. Yep. Started today. So, um, I think the first day really doesn't matter till like, you know, midweek, in my opinion. Right. First day's just getting a feel of how everything runs down but um and the two of the biggest names are you know Dwayne Haskins from OSU and then mm-hmm. obviously Kyler Murray since I think he wants to play football more than baseball just I don't know do he likes do concussions get over yeah, it just, you like getting hit in the head apparently <laughs> hell yeah uh, so we'll see what what happens with the combine with that starting. I like to watch it. I think it's kind of fun, interesting to see who. Especially my favorites are the uh, the forty yard dash, just seeing how fast guys can go. Yeah. Like how, what it did for John Ross. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's bumping too hard. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Real real quick. Real quick about Kyler Murray. Do you all think he's too small? Because I don't. I don't know. I don't care no. about that. Just, I don't care Russell. about that. They said the same thing about Russell yeah. Wilson, bro. Jimmy, I know you're about to yep, say it. Yep. And he's a Super Bowl yeah, champion. I stuttered over it. You're good. Super Bowl <laughs> champion, bro. And dude, the, the thing about this today, the biggest concern at the NFL scouting combine was not anybody's drill work, 40-yard dash, because they're tested on it multiple times until the final, really, the final day. The biggest concern of the day was Kyler Murray's hand size. Yeah. Isn't it? This, what Kyler is it? Murray's hand size. Listen, the dude absolutely bought out for Oklahoma. Yes, it didn't work out at Texas A&M. We're all aware of that. That's fine. Then he goes to Oklahoma after a Heisman Trophy winner, an absolute baller, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, sorry. And he does the same thing. He does this exact same thing. He balls out, wins the Heisman Trophy, absolutely dominates the Big 12, 
beats all these teams that are supposed to beat them and saying, all oh, Oklahoma isn't this, Oklahoma isn't that. They don't have its defense, which, granted, they don't. But no, the offense is so high-powered with Kyler Murray and, the, and taking snaps under center. You can't ignore him. You can't ignore the dude at all. Yes, he had a flawless baseball career at Oklahoma, too. But if he wants to play football, by all means, dude, I back him up. Like, go ahead, man. I mean, dude, the kid's a baller. The kid's a baller, 110%. That's all I have to say about that. Don't care I'm, about the, his height, hand size, nothing. Kid balls, period. Yeah. I normally don't have issues with the height. Everybody said this. Drew Brees is too short. Baker Mayfield is too short. Russell Wilson was too short. Kyler Murray is shorter than all of those guys. He is right on the cusp of it being a genuine issue. He's been measured a lot. 5'9", 5'10". 5'9". He's the same height as me. Yeah, that, that's close. That is close to being a little too short. But it, like you said, man, he can play. If Thanks, he can play, bro. you can play. For the NFL. Oh, hey. for the, I'm shorter oh. than you are, dude. I'm shorter than you are. <laughs> for, for the NFL. For the NFL, he's too short. Whenever linemen are 6'5", that's a, that's a bit of an issue. Right, right. But the dude can play at the end of the day. Well, and to kind of offset that, like, you know, all those other guys that are relatively short that made it big in the NFL as a quarterback, he's – Kyler Murray's probably, probably more athletic than all of them, so that kind of makes up for the – you know, a couple inches that he's too short, so to speak. So I don't oh, know. By far, dude. By far. Jimmy, what do you think about it, man? I think he's just going to be another uh, Russell Wilson and be a stud. Yeah. Plain and simple. Well, they, listen. As long as he's injury free. I, t- I tell you what the best thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The best thing about Combine, I, I agree, the 40-yard dash is so interesting. I always like watching the linemen throw up all those uh, bench presses because they make it look so easy. And I'm sitting there like, you know yeah, what? 225 you know what? bench, yeah. It's not I, fair. Like, like I envy you. Like, I'm over there at Snap Fitness just pushing like, oh, do it, do it, do it. I, mean, I get to like 10, I'm like, hell yeah. These guys are throwing up like so... – like, Oh, dude, they're throwing up like 285, like 28 times. I'm like, I'm over here. Like, I'm like SpongeBob arms. Like, give me the jerk arms. Give me the jerk arms. <laughs> Does it work? Give me Does the, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It, I always like watching NFL Combine. It's it's so interesting. You know, our, our, our teams, they're, I guess you could say kind of in a rebuild mode. Panthers need to draft better this year. I'm glad that they got rid of Captain Munnerland and Mike Adams today. You know, older guys. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, Combine shows you right there who you need to pick up, who might fit in well with your teams. I know Steelers, obviously, they're losing a lot of big pieces. Sorry, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Lady <laughs> Bell, Antonio Brown. <laughs> I don't know. Who I, 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 did, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. I just saw yeah. it today. I, you know, I'm a big WNBA <laughs> guy. I was watching that. Yeah, same. Man, imagine if Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell were on the same team. Imagine how good that team would be. Never. I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. They won like ten Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't lose at all. Hashtag underachieved. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I know. Talk about it. <laughs> I, I, get, I get it, bro. I get it. So, but referring back to the whole uh, 
Robert Kraft situation because I know we kind of got it off topic because um, we didn't get to ask about it. I think I here's here's my take on it. If it is really sex trafficking and human trafficking, that's a whole nother animal. Like, like yep. that's crazy. Uh, but I really don't think he knew that's what was going on. You know, he's the guy's seventy some years old. He's he's a his wife died. He's got this young model girlfriend who probably cheats on him all the damn time. And I mean, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. I mean, I don't. There's no way he knew that this is a sex or human trafficking type thing. But if he did, you know, big piece of shit. But I don't. I, yeah, don't, I don't think, think he knew. I don't. Think I just did. think he knew it was a rub and tug, and that's exactly <laughs> what <laughs> went in Rub, no tug. That's what we're going. So that's what he was thinking and all that. So, but I, I don't know, man. Like I just think they need to crash that whole management team, the owners, they need to be behind bars for if comes out that it's what it is for entrapping those girls because that's just absolutely dead wrong. As a man, you should never stand for that period because that's just degrading and awful to women. Regardless, my take isn't. My take is he didn't know about it. That's all in the management. The owners of the day spa, they're terrible people. That's that. That's my take on it. You know, he'll get slapped with a misdemeanor, maybe some community service and a major fine, which is pocket change to him. And that's I don't think it's that serious of a charge that they're claiming it to be. I mean, what do you guys think? I agree with you. Yeah, same. Same. It's a a wild story. That's for sure. It makes headlines. Because who was a Schefter that said he's not even the, the biggest name? To come out of this or something, yeah. yeah. So and a lot and a lot of people are pointing eyes at Tiger, but I, I I don't know. I I understand it's in his hometown of Jupiter, Florida. It's right around the corner from his restaurant and bar. It makes sense, but I, I don't know. Man. I don't think it's him. I don't think it's him. I don't think it's him. It, I don't know. Before Probably we move on, I do want to send some prayers out to our Monty Bryant, former defensive for the Browns and Lions. He needs a kidney donation. His kidney's failing on him, and he's essentially bedridden one year after being in the NFL. Oh damn! I didn't wow. know that. T's and P's. You guys heard it here first. Listen T's to that terrible your, situation. Listen, so. Send your prayers up. He doesn't know you. Doesn't matter. Send those prayers up, man. <laughs> well wishes, right there. It, no doubt. They, they found carries, out he carries, signed with the Raiders. Me. He signed with the Raiders last offseason. They found his high blood pressure, and here he is now. Jeez, man, it's crazy. All right, fellas, uh, on to a little different topic here. Going back to round ball this week, we're going to start with the NBA, and then we'll also hit on some college. But starting with the NBA, it seems like that right now is a kind of dramatic uh, headline-making time with teams like the Lakers and the Celtics, you know, the drama going on with Kyrie Irving in Boston. He's kind of calling out his teammates and stuff, and LeBron with the Lakers. He's kind of – not. It, I, Lakers are in a really strange, precarious situation because they're on the cusp of not making the playoffs unless they go on a pretty big run to end the year. So what do you all think about that, Chase? Uh, what do you think about the LeBron situation? Do you think that he's ultimately doing more harm than good right now? What, what How the Lakers look for you? Just kind of everything, wrap it up in a vacuum. Well, you you bring up a very interesting point, man. Um, I think there's a lot of animosity going on, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of the young guys are kind of like 
oh, well, he tried to trade me away, you know, yeah. for one guy, even though Anthony Davis is a once in a kind of generational big guy who can shoot, he can score, he can post defense, he can block everything, he can steal, he can rebound, he can just do it all. He Basically, he is the once-in-a-generational big guy that can hit you in the mouth, you know, offensive and defensively-wise. And that's just that's just the facts. Yep. But you know, the thing is the big the big question mark, you know, the night before he was scratched for load management for a night of rest, the dude was out there drinking a whole bottle of red wine with Jay Cole and two chains till like four thirty in the morning and then it was a late scratch. I get that. Like, okay. You know, whatever. It's a big eyesore to the to the Lakers and LA community. Like he may not be invested in all whatever, and then he after he said playoff mode activated and shit like that. But at the same time, you gotta understand this is one of the greatest, if not the best, player we have ever seen in, in our lifetime. Period. I never count him out. I never count his team out. I don't care about the locker room drama because it's LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. No, I'm, I'm kind of with you there, honestly, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – Yeah, and I mean, if, I think that the Lakers will make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a first-round exit regardless. But right, right. I, if, it's, if LeBron James is on about on – a halfway competent NBA team, they're pretty much always going to make the playoffs. Now, I right. think that right. I think that they'll finish the year relatively strong, sneak into the eight seed, maybe the seven if they're lucky. But I still think either one of those game, either one of those series will be a first-round exit. But that's pretty much where I'm standing with it. Right. Jimmy, right. what do you think about the, the Lakers situation, the LeBron stuff? What do you think about it? Slowly becoming a mess. Like- yeah. You know, LeBron is the the GM essentially of the team, and he's going to do what he wants to do. At the same time, it, I, I don't it know. may not be what's best. And, may not no, now, now, it, and like he's not even playing that great now. It, it's just I saw one thing where, um, oh shoot, never mind, totally lost track of it. But uh, yeah, I think <laughs> honestly, we don't know where Jimmy is. Hashtag Squirt. we don't know where Jimmy is. <laughs> I'm lost. He's gone. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, take but, uh, it from my hand. <laughs> I said, where are we? But uh, what are we talking about? Um, yeah, Lebr- LeBron. <laughs> it's it's. I think trying to do too much now. Uh, I think he kind of. Dug himself into a hole and is now trying to climb out of it. He's still my all-time favorite player, but it's like, man, I think this year you just got to chalk it up as a loss and uh, try again in the offseason and go from there. Best well, way to put it. well, yeah, and, and the thing with the with it, the situation too is that, like, you know, with the when he was out of the lineup, you can understand them struggling because they have a lot of young pieces and they don't, they're just not an overly talented team without LeBron. So you can understand that. Yep. But since he's been back, he has not been a hundred percent. He has not looked like himself. He's nope. been taking off plays on defense, just standing there watching. It just doesn't look like LeBron James. So he's going to have to, going to have to play at a level that he's used to playing at no doubt. So oh, chat, sure. uh, 
capping it off with you with this Laker LeBron issue. What do you think about it? Uh, you might not be the best best of friends with LeBron anymore since he's not in Cleveland, but we won't let that. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> Still hurts. Yeah. I mean, I still love LeBron to death, but he's even making me a little mad at some of this stuff. We're yeah. talking about how like we have to engage and we have to block out distractions, and then two days later he announces Space Jam Two. Yeah, like this dude clearly isn't fully focused on basketball on the court. On the court, he's helping still. He had a triple double last night. They didn't win, but on the court, he's still a big help. But at, off the court, he's doing more harm than good. Yeah. I think he's really driving these young kids nuts. I agree. He's trying to be their dad, but not doing what he says they need to do. Dude, all I'm saying is, I feel like if they don't, I mean, there's a good chance they don't make the playoffs. I mean, that's right now it's 50 50. I mean, you can argue me to your blue in the face. I'm still going to say it's 50 50, they make it or not. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, in the offseason, they get one big name. Oh, if yeah. not two, just yeah. saying. And then when AD becomes the or the trade deadline, or if he ends up staying with New Orleans and then gets to 2020 when his contract expires and signs with the Lakers, you're going to have potentially LeBron, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and another superstar. It's just it's going to happen, mm-hmm. regardless yeah. if you want it to or not, or think it's going to happen. Or not, I guarantee you, it's going to hit you right in the face in the offseason. There's going to be one big name that goes there, and then the following year, AD is going to follow up, and he's going to be there. That's my two cents. How embarrassing would this be for LeBron if he goes from Cleveland to L.A. and doesn't make the playoffs? It'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. By the way, fun fact for you all, the Lakers have the worst record in California right now. Yeah. Yeah. That that is true. I saw that. and. The thing is, the Clippers are about to sneak in at the eight seed, and if that happens after that whole trade deadline, and that team, you know, statistically and stylistically against the Lakers, doesn't even match up. Doesn't even match up. Not even close. You have LeBron James on your team. You have Lonzo Ball. You have Kyle Kuzma, who absolutely balled out, and the you know rookies and sophomores, which you know Team USA versus Team World or whatever, absolutely balled out. Doesn't even match up close to what the Clippers and Lakers are. Lakers are far better, the better team. They just don't play together. Clippers play together. That's the and, difference. And Period. the Clippers trade away like a bunch of players at the trade yeah. deadline, like yes. Tobias they, Harris. And... They trade away their best player, Tobias Harris, for next yeah. to nothing. I thought you were going to tell me they trade away Boban. Uh, I thought you were going to say he was the best player. They, they, they Close did. enough. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's a caveman. He's like 7'6", and he just balls out. <laughs> He's like Taco Fall, the UCF guy. Yeah, they, they traded away Tobias Harris for next to nothing and some rental insurance. And that's Bo- it. <laughs> that's it, bro. Period. Sorry. That's it. That's I had to it. rant. I <laughs> had to rant. No, you're you nailed it there. And uh-huh. Bowman. And Bowman. Throwing his name in there. Hashtag Caveman Bowman. Have you seen that man's hands? They're yes. massive. Did you see that to that picture of that like with the kid like giving him a high five? <laughs> yeah. Lock this man up. His hand was as, the kid's hand was as big as Bobin's thumb. I know, right? That's <laughs> this, that dude definitely killed some people. I guarantee it. Well, fellas, down to the college basketball ranks right uh, right now. There's a lot of talk and a lot of drama going on with Duke right now because of a certain player that's probably going to be the top <laughs> overall pick in the draft. But I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> 
I, I'm not going to get too deep into my opinion on that until later in the show, which I'll, I'll, I'll lead into that nicely later on. But Duke right now, they've, they're kind of in a – I guess you could call it a slump for them. They've lost a couple games, but, I mean, not having Zion is going to hurt that. Uh, everybody's just still jockeying for position. Uh, what do you all think just overall? Uh, Chase, starting with you, I know Carolina's been playing good lately. Duke's been a little iffier. Uh, Kentucky's been playing really good, just that kind of stuff. What do you think overall? 88-72. Me and Zach talked about this the other night, and we had a really good conversation on GTA about it. Obviously, you know, Duke losing Zion is in a freak, freak accident. Definitely changed the course of the game, for sure. That early, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, 30 seconds in. Listen. Yeah, yeah, you could say that he would have, you know, probably limited Luke May in points. But the way Luke May was playing, he still probably would have had like at least sixteen to twenty points, give or yeah. take. Not as many rebounds. Not as many rebounds. I will give you. I will give you that. But the thing is, you have some great surrounding pieces with Duke. You have R.J. Barrett. You got Cam Reddish. And all those guys, you got plenty of shooters on that team that could, you know, honestly shoot their way back into the game that you saw right before halftime that happened. But if you give Carolina 50 points in the paint, you're going to lose, period. Oh, yeah. Period. They're the better rebounding team. They're the better paint scoring team, regardless of what you think. Duke, Duke's theory is we're going to live and we're going to die by the three. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Coach K is one of the all-time great coaches. Give him utmost respect, even though he looks like Hitler. But the same time, the same time, the last two games, or sorry, last three games, Carolina outcoached, outplayed. You went in, you had a great game, you got a W, that you go against Syracuse, and then tonight against Virginia Tech, outcoached, outplayed. It's a common thing now. The difference between that is you're missing your energy guy. You're missing your X factor. I totally get it. Trust me. But the thing is, that's what's going to hit Duke right in the face. You have three top five, maybe top seven picks, right? Cool. That's fine. You got one of the best players, one of the best prospects we've seen since LeBron James, period. But you cannot discredit what Carolina did. You cannot discredit what Virginia Tech did. And then, like what Kentucky's doing right now, they're playing great team ball. You know, in the past, when you look at or Kentucky, it is me, 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 me. I'm getting mine. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Period. That's that's how it was, and that's what drove Cal Perry nuts. It was a bunch. It was a bunch of me basketball, not listening to anything he said. Period. And now you got these pro probably the deepest draft that we're going to see in a long time. Honestly, I mean, that's the case. I love watching John Morant play for Murray State, but no one really cares about him because he plays for Murray State. At the end of the day, college basketball, so up in the air. We're going to see Carolina's clicking the right time. Duke will find their way. You know, they that is what it is. Rather... Zion plays or not, they'll find their way like they always do. 
and it's just going to be a deep tournament this year. It's up in the air. I don't know who's going to win. I just love college basketball. It blows my mind. I love it. I enjoy it. Go Heels. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, what you were saying that, I kind of thought I'd just kind of brainstorm something that I don't think enough people really focus on. But there's you, you can't put a price on having an experienced basketball team in college basketball. Right. It's, it's not always going to be the most talented team that wins. Sometimes right. it's going to be the team that plays the best together, that has the most senior leadership. And Carolina's got one of those guys in Luke May. Uh, they have some other veteran-type guys. Uh, Villanova won the whole thing last year. They were a pretty veteran-laden team. They suck this year, bro. They do. They're, yeah. Well, they lost a lot of those seniors and stuff, too. But, yeah. no, it, it, it's a big deal having – you can have all the talent in the world, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they're 18 and 19 years old, and I, sometimes you'd rather have a 22, 23-year-old senior. That's my take of that part. But uh Yeah. But, uh, Jimmy, what do you think about everything going on in college basketball right now? It's wild. Uh, and, um, and plus, you know, like you were saying, being 18, 19 years old playing – one day and then two, three days later you're playing again and sometimes yep. it's halfway across the country or even literally on the opposite side. Like it takes a toll on it, you know, they're just kids, they're not used to it. But it so, you know, that plays into to effect as well. But with coming up or this is crunch time though. Like the big teams have to win. This is pretty much almost must win games, but getting so close to tournament time and conference play or uh conference tournament time and stuff as well. And the fact that Duke lost tonight after the big win against Syracuse. Whew. But, you know, it's it's a tough season. Virginia Tech was a good team. And then the whole controversy about Nike's stock dropping after Zion blew out a shoe. Yeah. you got to think about it. He's 290 pounds stopping on a dime. I don't oh, give yeah. a damn what kind of shoe you're wearing. He will rip out of it. He could be wearing a work boot and probably yeah. still rip out of it, you know? Yeah. This shouldn't happen. Oh no! It should all year. It's like it's a freak thing too, and it, it, it's one in a trillion chances that would happen. And he just ha- happened to have that one shoe that would rip. And now the the poor guy. And never mind the whole sweatshop thing that I <laughs> that I heard on another podcast. Eighty five stands for the <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty funny that people were like, "Oh no, I'm not wearing Nikes no more because of this ripped and blah blah Dude, blah." It's just Vegas, Vegas had odds of who he's going to sign with now for a shoe deal, and Adidas is number one now <laughs> just because wow. of that free. See, I, I still think of it as I still think of it like if you sign Adidas or if you sign in basketball, if you sign with Adidas, you're going to tear your ACL because of Derrick oh, Rose. Guaranteed. It's, you know? book, book, it's book, like it, the, the whole fear factor of. You sign with Adidas, you're gonna get hurt, kind of thing. But you know that He's was just him being dumb. Balance, I guarantee it. Did you hear what Demarcus Cousins said about it? Uh-uh. They asked him if he had ever had that happen to him, and he said, "Nah, I wear Pumas." Nah, I wear Pumas, <laughs> <laughs> which hasn't been a popular brand for like eight years now since Usain Bolt came on the picture. Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> it's like Pumas are great for running and golf. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, Ricky with the swagged out Pumas. Let's exactly. Let's narrow that down. Yeah, Ricky Fowler with the swagged out Pumas. What a pimp! What a pimp! So, chat. 
uh, capping it off with you, what do you think about the college basketball world right now? What do you think about Duke? Uh, just everything. What do you think? I mean, first off, congratulations to North Carolina and Virginia Tech. They both played phenomenal games at the end of the day. I don't want to take anything away from them. But unlike years past, Duke can't shoot as well as they have in years. So they've been, they get to the paint a lot. I, I would say Barrett is an above-average shooter. I'd say Reddish is an above-average shooter. And maybe O'Connell is a great shooter. Outside of that, they can't really shoot. So yeah. they've been they've been living in the paint all year. And they've been living with what Zion and Barrett and Reddish can do, getting to the basket. And they just got significantly smaller. They're a team that's trying to get around the paint, but they're small. So that, that's ran into a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Like tonight, uh, Virginia Tech, they just bullied Duke underneath. That's what they do, man. Virginia yeah. Tech is one of those teams that they – Defense the shit out of you. They rebound and they bully. That's that's what it is. I mean, yeah. it's dude. There's no discredit to Duke in that game at all. They played their hearts out. I'm not I'm not hating them yeah. at all. Even though I absolutely hate them with everything in my being <laughs> and from my deep down in my gut. But I mean, dude, uh, Virginia Tech is one. It, it's just like Virginia. They're gonna defense the shit out of you to and try to make you score. But you're. I mean, there's not much you can do. You know. Yeah, and, and guys like Delorier and Jack White, they're not made to be playing the five. Delo- Dude, Delorier is single-handedly put on the floor to rebound and foul. That yeah, is it. That's about it, yeah. That is it. Jack yeah, White, he's got a famous band member's name. He should probably play the guitar because the dude cannot shoot. <laughs> what? He hasn't, he's 0 for his last 28 on threes. I don't know what you mean. Is that good? <laughs> that, that's pretty good, right? He oh, hit the God. rim tonight. Hey, I mean, just keep shooting. What a leg. Keep shooting. What a leg. One of them really looked like it was going to go in. That kind of counts in my book. That's like half. Yeah. A seven nation army couldn't hold him back. Hey, man. <laughs> best college football. Well, second best college football song out there. Yeah. Second best. I know where you're going with that. Hey, yeah. yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nah, nah, Duke is in some trouble if Zion doesn't come back. I know that he'll they, play. They will figure something out. Do you think he out. comes back, though? Do you think he comes back, like, legitimately? Play, yeah. yeah, that's all he wants to do. He's don't, kid, don't say too much about that yet because I'm going to pose a pretty good question about that later. Just saying, I, yeah. I think he, he sounds like he wants to. He, he made some statement that yeah. he came to college to play. If he didn't want to play in college, he wouldn't have came to college, right? Yeah. I, I think he wants to, Here's whether or thing. not somebody lets him or not. You know, there is some not agent, quote unquote, that's his friend right. who is representing him who's telling him right now, look, dude. You've yeah. lost yourself into the number one pick. Don't you don't have to play. You know right. there are people telling him that, but I, I right. think he wants to. Right. Well, he is the bona fide number one pick. Period, bro. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush or sugarcoat it. He is the number one pick. Whether it's New York, Cleveland, or whoever the hell it is, doesn't matter. He's number one pick. There's a difference between a grade B and a grade A knee string. Grade B. You're coming back. You're playing. It's going to be some discomfort, but you're going to play. Grade A, you're getting that gray area of, well, it's 50-50. You know, 50-50 on this 50% side, you're going to be just fine to the rest of the season. Everything's fine. And then there's that soft little tissue that just keeps flaring up and keeps hurting and keeps popping up and swelling and this that and the other thing and then it creeps into you land 
one time wrong, your basketball career is over. Period. Yes, he has an eight million dollar body insurance. A lot of people didn't know that. A lot of people didn't know that. He has an eight million dollar body insurance on him. So if he gets hurt, regardless, he's getting paid. Because the dude's a freak. Don't get me wrong. He's a freak. You creep into that nice little 50-50 range of grade-A knee strain. Buddy, that's a different ball game. So if he sits out, doesn't surprise me. If he plays, good for him. Doesn't surprise me. That's fair. Yeah. I think he wants to. Just I think that the for him, the smart thing to do is not to. Right. And the but, trainers are probably telling him the same thing. 50-50. I guarantee it. Yeah. From what I've heard, he's moving around well now. Moving around way better than he was. He's right. a big dude. It's, it's going to hurt. I her replaced today, and she's moving around fine. So she's 50-50. You never yeah. know. She might go out there and ball out and, you know, Hit some dunks on you. You never know. Can, old Dad be out there balling out. You never can know. Can she play the five? Can she yeah, play the five? We'll take her. Free throw. <laughs> We're talking does free she throw. Have better, does she have better lateral movement than Marquise Bolden? That's not too hard. Like, put her. Hey, you put her in layup lines. Oh, it's over. It Oscar is over. Oscar Pistorius has better lateral movement than and murder. Marquise Bolden. But. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> It was an accident. He didn't know. Uh, he didn't know. She just popped out of the corner and he shot yeah. her in the face. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> Don't you carry a gun around with you just in case all the time? Absolutely. Just in case you see a thing out of the corner of your eye and just shoot. Somebody <laughs> the doorbell wrong. Shit's getting hectic. Gotta you, gotta shoot. Gotta shoot. You can tell how hard someone's pushing the doorbell. You can tell what kind of animosity they have just by how hard they hit it. I know. At right? that point, I'm shooting. Oh, guns blazing, bro. Don't even don't even get me started. I, you know, all the drama ensuing with college basketball, we know how it's going. A lot of stuff going on. But let's move into MLB. Oh, spring training is here. Spring training is here, boys. It's great. It's like the real housewife drama, but of baseball. Listen, spring training's here. I'm so thrilled to see baseball back. I have earned to watch baseball. I have, like, I missed it so much. Now, last week, we saw Manny Machado sign a phenomenal money lucrative deal for himself. But, <laughs> but the big but here, with the Padres. <laughs> with the Padres. Yeah. You guys, listen, the Padres are so far from winning, you might as well just guarantee they're going to finish last place in their division, period. And then you saw Nolan Arenado, or Howard the hell you say his last name, signed an eight-year, like whatever it was, or $260 million deal today. And it's just yeah, like... just finalized it. Just finalized mm-hmm. it. But you got to think, he's actually the highest-paid positional player now because it carries over the salary from last, for this year, too. Bryce Harper, they... ESPN came out and said, oh, you know, him and the Phillies are going to finalize the deal on Tuesday. They could work it, work it out. Today, they said Phillies are growing concerned that he's going to sign with the Dodgers. But also at the same time, the Dodgers and the Cubs are his top picks. And then we see Matt Wieters 
sign a minor league deal with the Cardinals. And then we see Miles McCullough's or whatever his name is, the pitcher for the Cardinals, re-signing with them. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Guys, Trace, I'm going to start with you, man. What do you think of the whole free agency situation and your thoughts on spring training? Oh, man. This might be the most kind of – I don't know if shocking is the right word, but maybe the most surprising, wild free agency there's been in years in in the MLB. I guess it's been crazy. I'm still really surprised that it's almost March and Bryce Harper still doesn't sign with anybody. That that's just shocking to me. I agree. Now, I, now I think you know does he's one of those players where it's not going to be necessarily that hard for him to uh, find his role or settle in. But like, still, it's it's just insane how Harper is still not signed in my opinion. But some of those deals, the the Machado deal and the Arenado deal, and like, good lord, like that's like NBA kind of money i didn't i never expected to see uh that kind of dough thrown out with baseball i mean there's been some big contracts but these contracts are like astronomical it's crazy uh, and um yeah it, it's it is out of hand i mean I, I i'm not i hate to be one of those people that think to say a player doesn't deserve that money but like come on that's that's a lot of money i mean <laughs> i just feel like they could do something better with it yeah, I mean, so I don't know. It's good for them. I mean, they're great players, but good lord, uh, they're are they really worth three hundred million dollars? I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, I way too much. <laughs> hey, what do you think about it, buddy? It is the three hundred million. Like, uh, you guys remember when A Rod signed with the Yankees yep. for that ten year, two hundred million dollars or something? Yeah, like, I thought it, that two fifteen. 215 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the biggest deal we would ever see in our lifetime. But by God, we were wrong. Holy shit. $300 million. Well, with the incentive of Giancarlo Stanton, he makes 325. Oh, yeah. That's that's with bonuses and all. That's not just a flat rate. Like Machado's 300 million, and then you got. Arenado, who's you know two sixty, added on to what he's making the next you know one or two years, makes him the highest positional paid player. I mean, dude, it's, it's just incredible. Incre- it's crazy. It's insane. Crazy. It, it, Here's a I, fun I just, little question for you all. Who you do get you twenty thousand dollars to take a piss. Here's a fun little question for you all. Out of all the players in baseball, who do you think has the highest annual average value of any player in baseball right now? Mike Trout. Nope. Zach uh, oh, okay. I was I was just gonna ask if it was a pitcher or a position player. Zach Grinky makes thirty four million dollars a year. And he suck. And he's not even that elite. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He was, he was but really good with the with the Dodgers. He was yeah. He was really good with the Dodgers. To a point. Ace Field though, Arizona Diamondbacks is a home run. It's a batter's ballpark. It's a home run fiesta out there. You can yep. hit a pop fly with a little bit of wind, and that shit is gone. Period. That's all I'm gonna say. Continue. Yeah, the the contracts are insane, and I'm, I, you know, I think the whole baseball world is is still confused, scratching their head why Harper hasn't signed slash 
slowly getting over it because it's spring training and baseball's back and, you know, building that up and Pirates are going to win the Grapefruit League and that's the only thing they're going to win this year, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Not all that, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, like, I was getting all hype. I was like, okay, we're coming out hot, you know? We just beat the Red Sox in the uh, in, in spring training. So if we're going to go undefeated and then we lose today. I Six to it. five. Yes. Go Pirates. I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love was, that they beat the Red Sox because no one gives a crap about them. Hey, now, hey, hey, take it easy, take Except it for, easy. For, <laughs> for, sorry, but uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was, or you know, I think it's going to be interesting. And then because I definitely did not think the Pirates would be uh, doing this well so far, but you know, long season has a long time to disappoint me, so. Shouldn't get my hopes up too early because, as Marshall fans, we know what that's like getting our hopes up and sure being disappointed all come, the time. Come August, Jimmy's going to be sitting here like, I fucking hate baseball. Hey, oh, yeah, for Dude. sure. Listen, <laughs> for I, sure. Yeah, they pick, they pick the Cubs to go 80 and 82. You're out of your damn mind. You're out of your damn minds. Period. I think the Cubs will win at least 90 games. At least. Chat. Give me your updates, man. What do you think about this whole free agency, spring training, ball? Tell me, man. What's going on? What do you think? There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in spring training. The Reds are going to try Michael Lorenzen out in the outfield. Everybody's trying to copy what the Angels did with Shohei Otani out there. Yeah. They're trying a pitch clock now, which I think is ridiculous, but it is what it is. Trying to speed up the game is just dumb. It is. If you seriously can't sit there and watch a game – then that's your own problem. Like, mm-hmm. if I you're agree. that impatient, if you're I so agree. impatient that you can't wait <laughs> to, to watch a pitch, there's dude. There's nothing better than going to a baseball game live and in person, drinking some beers with your boys, hanging out, having a good time. Whether you like the team or not, doesn't matter. Like, you go there and you hang out. You have a great freaking time. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing. There's nothing better. Nice summer day. It's warm out. You got a little bit of breeze. You got some beers in the hand. You got your best friends with you. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Refute me. Re- argue with me on that. Guarantee you, you're not going to make a better point. The thing that really bothers me with the pitch clock is if that goes into the postseason and pitchers are out there rushing oh, yeah. and everything, the postseason oh, yeah. is just going to get ugly. Yeah. I think if you have a pitch clock, move that shit up. In, in the playoffs, you know, yeah. give them more time. Give them yeah. more time. And they're talking about have eliminating a number of pitching changes per inning. Right, like, right. That's, yeah. that, uh, that's like the drama of postseason baseball. You know, going lefty-lefty matchups, righty-righty matchups, back and forth, back and forth, all this stuff. It's I'm, just the chess match that is baseball. They're taking that away. They're taking away just the differences of this game as there is any other game. Exactly. There's going to be another sport out there. Exactly. It's not going to be baseball. It's not going to be special. It's not going to be what it is. And having I mean, it for years. I mean, look what happened when uh, the Cubs won the World Series. You know, we were down 3 1. We came back, and then Rolls Chapman gives up that freaking home run to Cleveland. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. This is how we lose. And then all of a sudden, I'm crying tears of joy because we got the, you know, the trophy hoisted above us. But at the same time, you, you know, you start rushing the pitchers, the people that are coming in and everything. That happens. That happens, man. Mm hmm. It's exciting for one side, not for the other. But I think if you're having a, a pitch clock or whatever they want to do, I think if it gets to playoffs, you add more time. 
Just my two. Well, they already on. limited the uh, mound visits, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I, I understand that, but I still don't like it. Oh, and I hate it. There's sometimes you, you someone needs to go out there and tell the pitcher to calm the hell down. Yeah, you gotta chew um, their ass you know, out. Like, this isn't on. working. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, this pitch isn't working. Isn't, Switch it up. This isn't like football where these uh, like quarterbacks have headsets on and you can just whisper into your headset to do something. You have to right. go out there and you have to talk right. to these people. Right. Yeah. You're not like calling you eye conversation. Last on go. You know, yeah. You're out there mono e mono, pitcher batter. That's it. You know? You know what's going to be beautiful about all this is if they limit the amount of pitching changes per inning, and then the guy gets out there and it's their last pitching change of the inning, and he just gets keep like keeps getting lit up. Oh, absolutely. and then the inning goes on for forty yeah. minutes because he can't get three outs. Then yeah. he's going to be sitting there like, "Oh shit, that extended the game even longer." Yeah, exactly. Well, let's just go back. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny that you bring that up because that's what's going to happen. That's what's yeah. going to happen. There's for sure. Some that's times, for nine runs. That happens. You're totally spot on on that, bro. I could not agree with you more. That shit happens every week. There are some pitchers who got lit up for nine runs in an inning. And yeah. It's, it's going to happen eventually. And yeah. then baseball is going to be sitting there just kind of like, well, sure, we didn't expect that. Uh, what do we do now? And then yeah. once you get into that position where you start backtracking on stuff that you've done, mm-hmm. that's when you start really fucking up as, as a sport. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, you get a guy who gives up, let's say he gives up six runs in an inning or whatever the hell it is. I mean, there you go, bro. Period. I Last do pitch. want to say this. If I told you all, if I asked you all how many guys you thought have attempted over 80 stolen bases in, since 2000, how many do you think have? Attempted? attempted? Yes. Three. Attempted 80 or more. Three. I was going to say five. Handful, yeah. Four. Oh, it's close. It is I, one, we're in between. One, All right, Chase. Juan Pierre, <laughs> Pierre, D. Gordon, Jacoby Osbury, and Jonathan Villar did. One Pierre? What a legend. Yep. Oh, one. Well, oh, Davey Martinez, Martinez wants Trey Turner to do that this year. Wow. He's told Trey Turner that every time he gets on base, he wants him running. He wants 75 nice. to 80 stolen base attempts this year out of Trey Turner. Fun fact. Whoa. Fun fact. Kase Fukudome, 43 years old. Hit a bomb yesterday in the Japanese league that he's in. Play for the Cubs. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> 43 years old. Ex- still got the Cubs way. Still got the Cubs way. I expect I expected chat to say Billy Hamilton, but he doesn't get on base enough. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right. Yeah. So, so frequently he, he fast. Like, he he bats like 210. He's not going to get on base. Yeah. Right. Fast exactly. On baseball. Yeah. Exactly. That, that requires a guy who gets on base a lot and runs a lot. For that to happen, yeah. And Trey Turner got better at that last year. Uh, hell, Trey Turner's out there running 80, 90 times a game, yeah, or 80, tiny times a year. Uh, not a game that would be impressive. Uh, nice. oh, I agree, <laughs> I agree. Long ass game, basically. MLB wouldn't be happy with that. If he had no, they would no bases in a game, that would be they, like 30 hour game. <laughs> they delete the game, they, they, they wouldn't count. <laughs> They just give up halfway through. All right, it's a tie. <laughs> what is this, soccer? <laughs> what is this, the NFL? end in ties. <laughs> yeah, NFL. But moving on to a different topic, moving on to the UFC here, there is a gigantic card coming up this weekend. Uh, 
But going into last weekend, we had some nice fights there. Tiago Santos came up with a big win. Really is uh, moving his way up the light heavyweight division. Maybe he's the next shot for Jones after this. Or Smith, whoever wins, clearly. As a fight, hasn't happened yet. It'll be John Jones. But, I agree. Um, <laughs> but this card coming up is huge. We've been waiting for it for a while. We've been talking about it for a while. And it's finally here. John Jones only has four days left to fuck this up somehow. We know he's capable of doing it in four days. That's he so doesn't true. need four days. He needs four hours, so he can do it. But Papa it sounds Alex like it's going to happen. Over. <laughs> but it sounds like it's going to happen. USADA said that they won't release his, drug te- his pre-fight drug test until the day before the fight, which terrifies me. Because what's going to happen here is John Jones is going to pop 24 hours before the fight. Yeah. It'll be a nanogram again, I guarantee it. Yeah. Guarantee it. But... What are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking about these fights last weekend? They were shitty times. They're at 3 p.m. our time. But uh, what are you guys thinking about this weekend? You looking forward to it? You going to be watching everything? What are you thinking, Chase? Listen, buddy. You know how I am, man. Me and you are the UFC guys of our group. I mean, Jimmy watches it with us. Trace, he said before, he doesn't have a lot of experience watching it. But he's watched a couple with us and all that other stuff. But I will say this. I like Anthony Smith. I think he's a great fighter. He's an absolute freaking warrior. Like, the dude is an animal. And he seems like a pretty good guy. He seems like a nice guy. I don't know much about him, but I feel like he's probably... He, the way he talks and carries himself seems like a good guy. John Jones, regardless of the nanograms and all the other bullshit, is by far the most talented, well-rounded well-trained fighter I have ever seen in my life. And this is coming from a Conor guy who will literally leave, live, breathe, and die Conor McGregor. John Jones is the greatest fighter I've ever seen in my life. Period. I love Anderson Silva. I thought he was for a long time. Once I started watching John Jones, I said, holy shit, this guy is the real deal. You know? I think he wins. First, second round, regardless, TKO, knockout, or submission, he's going to get it done. It's not going to go the distance. Cody Garbrandt, our boy, love him. Team Alpha Male, because you know how I am, man. Uriah Faber, if you're on Team Alpha Male, I support you till the day that you die. But I really, really hope that Cody comes in this fight focused you know, ready for war, ready, ready for war, sorry, ready for war, and absolute dominates, because he needs to do this if he wants another title shot. After the Dillashaw fights, even though I cannot stand Dillashaw, he picked him apart, period. He's not going to get another one against Dillashaw. You can't no, lose no. twice and get another one. Not at all. Dillashaw not needs to lose to Marlon Marais first. <laughs> Marlon Marais is an animal. Don't get me wrong. And he has the capability to beat TJ Dillashaw, if he carries the Cejudo plan and game plan that Cejudo went for. Because it's honestly, I feel like Marlon Marais has better hands than Henry Cejudo. I mean, oh, you, significantly. You, yeah, significantly. Significantly. I'm excited for this card this weekend simply because it's a monumental card, it's a historic card for all the people that are on it. You know, listen, Tyron Woodley has defended his belt multiple times and he's still getting hated on. 
I think Tyron Woolley is a great fighter. I think he's a respectable champion, regardless of what everybody else belt. thinks. He defends his belt. He defends his belt. And I will, I will never, ever, ever, ever hate on a guy who defends his belt, regardless if I like him or not. I like Tyron Woodley. I think he's an excellent fighter. I think he's a, probably the best wrestler that we've seen in a long time. But, uh, DC differs. Well, DC, yes. Okay, fine. Fair enough. I, even <laughs> though I cannot stand DC. I'd rather watch him lose than anything in the world. I cannot stand DC. He's a great wrestler. Neither here nor there. But Kamari Usman, Nigerian Nightmare, comes into the play. Just as good as a wrestler, if not better, than Tyrone Woodley. It's probably going to be a boring fight. I agree. I say that. But if Kamari Usman starts throwing them crazy kicks... And he uses his jujitsu. He uses his kickboxing. And he starts throwing those wild, wild kicks. It's going to back Tyron Woodley up. I mean, do you disagree? Because look at the Wonder Boy fight. Backed him up with, with Wonder Boy's karate, you know? It backed him up. It literally took him out of his wrestling background. He's like, oh shit, this guy's hit me with kicks, you know, on the left side of my face, even though it looks like it's come on the right side of my face. I don't know what's going on. Kamari Usman is the same animal, dude, but can match his wrestling. It's a, it's a great, dude, this is the best card we've seen in quite some time. Quite some time. And when I say that, UFC's done a really good job of marketing other fighters. But the one guy who's defended his belt multiple, multiple times of Tyron Woodley, they don't market him. They actually hate Tyron Woodley more than anything, and it doesn't make sense to me. Sure, Santos had a great fight. I respect him. He's a tremendous fighter. Fighting, moving on up, fighting John Jones. Come on. Come on. You know. And then you got Robbie Lawler. And Ben Askren. It's a great fight. Ben Askren, he needs to prove himself. He needs to back up his words, period. Robbie Lawler, absolutely savage. My brother, Jared, and I, we saw him when he fought Rory McDonald in that bloody war when he was down on the card, and he ended up busting Rory's nose, and his lip was cut in that little triangle shape, and it looked like a freaking nasty nightmare. Robbie Lawler, Robbie Lawler is an absolute... Savage. So Ben Askren, this is gonna be the toughest fight of his career. I guarantee it. Great card. What I think is John Jones wins. Tyrone Woodley. If it goes to the decision, he wins. But I think Kamari Usman has the has the it factor to stop him or submit him. I think Ben Askren wins on a slight split decision. Even though I love Robbie Lawler, shout out to Robbie Lawler, you're the man. Uh, Tisha Torres, she wins. Cody Garbrandt against Pedro Munoz. I'm going with my man, Cody. I don't care. I don't care. I defend Cody more than anybody. He's my dude. Go, Cody. Go, Cody. So that's what I think. Great card, great fights. 
Saturday. Is, we're... is the beat and Stevens is on the prelims? Yeah. Johnny yeah. Johnny Walker's fighting again. John, I love dude, that dude. I love I love the alcohol. I love Johnny <laughs> Johnny Walker. I love the alcohol. The fighter, good stuff, man. He's a great fighter. He's a he's a Brazilian with the name Johnny Walker. Unheard of. He's got a mohawk the size of Papa Roaches. Shit's getting real. You know, the guy can fight. He's a good fighter. And then you got Jeremy Stevens, who I've seen a couple times fight. I love the dude. I shook his hand in the pisser in Vegas after he beat up Esteban Pavon. Fun fact of the day. Yes, Chase shook his hand in the pisser after he won a fight. Nobody knew who he was. No one gave a shit. But I did. I did. <laughs> I hope Jeremy Stevens wins simply because of what happened here a couple days ago with Ariel Hawani's podcast and yeah. all that saying, you know, he was going to commit suicide after the auto fight, which you do not want to see in any fighter's psyche or anything. I have the utmost respect for him. I'm praying for him. I hope that doesn't come down to that fact uh, because suicide or anything like that is not the answer, um, regardless of it's your friends, your family, or your fans, or whatever. We have your back. Uh, so. That's that's my two cents on it. I know it went a little long. I had some some you know some hot takes on that whole situation and the whole card. So uh, that's my two cents. Uh, sorry, it took a little long, but uh, you know that's just how I'm feeling. So John Jones, I'm going Kamari Usman, slight decision, and Cody Garbrandt. So those are my picks. Oh, and sorry, uh, Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Sorry, I beg to differ on the Usman fight. I, I think Usman's got nothing for Woodley. I think what Usman brings to the table, Woodley has seen before, and I think Woodley's better at it. I agree, but here's my two cents. Woodley fights scared. He backs up. He plays defense. He's kind of like the Floyd Mayweather of MMA, which works for him. It works for him, and I have nothing against I have nothing against Tyron, but Kamaru is coming for the belt. And that's a scary sight. That is a scary sight. Regardless of how he fights, he's going to fight different for the title. I think it's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of fireworks. It's going to be a tremendous fight. Tremendous See, I, fight. I don't think Woodley fights scared necessarily. Like Smart was one way to put it. He didn't want to kickbox with Stephen Thompson. Well, nobody, nobody does. does. Nobody yeah. does. Nobody does, dude. He, he didn't want to grapple with Demi and Maya. Nobody does. Yeah. Then he gets a guy like Darren Till. He didn't fear anything Darren Till did. He knocks him down. Darren Till is a brawler, though. That's a different. That's a different thing. He's not yes. really a tactician in anything. He's a brawler. He's a brawler, and I uh, love that about Darren Till. He, he's a savage. He's like, dude. He's like Robbie Lawler. They're both yeah. savages. They swing for the fences. That's all they care about. I'm gonna knock you out. I'm gonna take yours. I'm getting my. I'm getting my fight bonus. I'm getting my knockout bonus. That's all I care about. That's it. But That's what makes it exciting. What what I see with Woodley is throughout his entire career, if he feels like he is better than you at something, he exploits it. If he yeah. feels you are better than him at something, he avoids it. Right. I don't think that there's anything that he looks at with Usman where he can't sit here and think. Usman's better than me at this. I think he's a better wrestler than Usman. I think he's a better striker than Usman. I think his jiu-jitsu is a little bit better than Usman. Usman can still beat him. Usman's got heavy hands and he's got great wrestling. Yeah. yeah. But I think this True. is one of those fights where Tyron Woodley is he, going he, to be okay. He's going to fight smart, bro. He's going to fight smart, period. Oh, he always does. And he still I mean, knocked down Thompson in both of those fights, yeah, too. Yeah. I'm he, not, he was 
by all not means, a fan of standing at range with him. But right, right, right. <laughs> by all be. means, I'm not hating on Woodley. I think Woodley is one of the best champs we've had in a long time because yeah. he actually defends his belt. He's a true champion, even though the UFC hates him, and it drives me nuts that they hate him because the guy has nothing left to prove. He has nothing. No, he doesn't. Like, he's a tremendous fighter. He's a tremendous wrestler. He defends his belt. He does what champions are supposed to do. Kamari Usman comes in. He's a little bit of a different character, you know? He kind of, he built himself up. He won the fights that he needed to. And then he scared the shit out of people. You know what I'm saying? Colby Covington, he's running from this fight. He does not want to fight Tyron Woodley. And he does not want to fight Kamari Usman. Period. Like, and I have no problems with Colby. I think he's a loudmouth, but he backs it up most of the time. At the same time, if you don't want to be a champion and you're afraid to fight the guys who might give you a little bit of a challenge, what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? You know? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just excited to see it. It's a great card, great fight all across the board. I made my picks. I'm I'm going with it. Money line all the way across the board. I'm betting. And God, I hope I win a lot of money. <laughs> Jimmy, Trace, you going to watch this weekend? I'm assuming Jimmy will be. I'm assuming you'll be with me watching somewhere, actually. But, yep. Let's just watch it at the house. Let's just watch <laughs> yep. it at the house. What do you guys think? I mean. With me. All right. There we go. Jimmy, yeah, Trace, what do you guys for sure. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I want to watch this card. I think it's going to be. Awesome. Lots of bloodbaths. Uh, good good fights coming up for sure. This weekend, I'll be honest, totally forgot there were fights on because they were in the middle of the freaking day on a Sunday. And, and what was it, like 11 a.m. on Saturday or something? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Or something, yeah, some crazy. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah, still asleep. I was like still asleep. 11 a.m., so. Yeah, no, I'm still sleeping. Sorry. But yeah, <laughs> this weekend, it's going to be nuts. I'm excited. Very excited. Also, what do you guys think of Holloway and Poirier for the interim title? Holloway moving up in weight to fight for an interim belt against Dustin Poirier, who I should throw out there has already beat Max Holloway. Max yep. Holloway was young as shit when that happened, and they Max were Holloway both was a completely different were. fighter. They both were completely. Holloway was like fighter. twenty when that fight happened. I don't even think Holloway could drink. No, he couldn't. He was, he was literally nineteen or twenty when he fought. Yeah. First but, off against Poirier. With all this Khabib fallout, Khabib not really not being oh, suspended, not being able to fight right now. An interim title was on there. Tony Ferguson got fucked out of it. Okay. I don't know how many fights Tony uh, Ferguson has to win before the UFC is just like, all right. The, the dude's on an 11-fight winning streak in the hardest division to win. I don't know how many fights he has to win. Yeah, for them okay. Just to be like, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. But Tony Ferguson turned down the fight. Twice. He did. He did. He but this, this never should have happened. And he it turned it down been... against Foyer and Hallway, whoever was going to fight. He turned it down. That's all <laughs> I, I'm saying. I, I have the utmost respect for Tony Ferguson. I think he's a tremendous fighter. But, dude, if you want to talk all that shit, you want to talk, call Conor McGregor, McNuggets, and all this other shit, back, at the, back it up, bro. Come on. Don't bitch so out of the title fight because whatever's going on. Because you want to fight Conor. I get what you mean. But there never should have been an interim title here. Never. This never should have been a thing. Tony Ferguson won an interim title, and then they stripped him because he was hurt. Yeah. There, there are guys who just refuse to fight, and they won't strip them. 
He gets hurt and they strip his interim title. And then they're like, well, you're going to have to earn it back. Right. Well, why? Why? I, <laughs> I think he's a great player. fighter. I think he's a great fighter. He's got a lot of crazy moves. He does a lot of crazy things. He has a lot of wins. But listen, I told you at the start of this topic, I will defend Connor to my deathbed. Tony Ferguson wants to come, Matt, when he calls McNuggets. Listen, buddy, all I'm going to tell you right now is if you back out of two fights that you can get the belt, shut the hell up, period. And honestly, I think he throws all that wild shit and all that. And, you know, obviously we know Connor's vulnerable in some things when it comes to the ground game. We know. We've seen it. But if we're going to go stylistically and we're talking about hand-on-hand combat, Connor lands a couple of those left hooks. All I'm saying is Tony caves like the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Tony Ferguson, Ferguson and Khabib should have happened forever ago. At the end of it the should, day, it should have. I mean, I, I can't stand Khabib, and in that situation, I'm going Ferguson all the way. I hope to God Ferguson destroys Khabib because Khabib is the most boring fighter I've ever seen in my life. He dry humps you for five rounds until he finally lands eight punches and wins the fight. Period. That fight's been called off. What? Five times now? Four times? Yeah. It's been uh, scheduled four or five times. It's it's five. It's five if you want to get technical. Right on the money, yeah. it is five. Yeah. Yeah, Khabib's backed out a few of them. Ferguson <coughs> got hurt for the last one. And after all of that, it's Ferguson's fault? Like, I, I, the UFC's doing him dirty. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think Dana really likes Tony Ferguson. To I don't think he does either, which I don't get. The guy's a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. So. Yeah, the guy's entertaining as hell, though. He's weird as hell. Entertaining. Oh, yeah. His his sunglasses prove it right there. <laughs> Him and Connor would be a fun fight, but yeah, he, God, he deserves Khabib. This shouldn't, have, I understand why he turned it down. It, the interim title doesn't mean anything anymore. Colby Covington got screwed out of his. I hate Colby Covington. I fuck him. Good. No, I'm glad he did. But that dude gets an interim title. They won't give him a title shot. Tony Ferguson gets one. They stripped him. The interim title doesn't mean shit anymore. I understand why he's upset about it. I understand why when he gets a phone call that says the word interim, he doesn't want to take the fight. Right. But I mean, it is what it is, so. Yeah, happens. UFC does this to a lot of fighters. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, going from a bloodbath to uh, one of the most, well, not so peaceful sports, golf. If you've played it, you hate it, slash love it. Slash drives you crazy, but you know I'm excited. The season's here. Golf club. in WGC Mexico was oh yep golf club yep was uh I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Just seeing um you know beautiful weather it makes me sad. Living in terrible, awful, rainy, depressing West Virginia, but makes me want golf even more. And uh, I didn't realize how much freaking money DJ won after he he won the tournament. He won um, a nice whopping $1.7 million, while Rory came in second with $1.1 million. And then Ian Poulter, poor guy, came in third, and he only got $472,000. Only. Uh, yeah, only. Only. Yeah. Yeah, so he won, like, not even half of, of what Rory won. And there was a five-shot difference in that. And um, I thought Tiger looked pretty good in it. He finished eight under. Ricky, is, is, I really hope Ricky, this is his year for the major. 
please, please, God, golf gods, let Ricky win one, one this year for us. And Phil came in, or he shot a, he was even on for for the Mexico tournament. But um, really hoping this year is the year for Tiger win the Masters, and then Ricky, yep, and then Ricky just wins a major. I don't care which one, he just wins any of them. But no free ads. Yep. <laughs> no free ads. But uh, and, and if if Tiger wins the Masters this year, my year is set. I don't care what happens the rest of the year. That, that'd be great. That'd be great seeing the goat do it again. And that's coming up in a little over a month for the greatest, my favorite weekend in in all of April. And so, anyways, <laughs> Mammoth, what's your what's your take on the golf session coming up? It's exciting. I, I'm excited for it. Golf's in a really good place. Uh, probably the best place it's been in years just because Tiger's back to actually playing competitive, relevant golf. He really hasn't been in that position in easily five-plus five years. Probably 2013 was his, the last time he was a legit uh, top-of-the-level top kind of golfer because he won five tournaments that year. I believe he was player of the year in 2013. But after that, the injuries piled up and everything else. But Finally seeing him break through uh, towards the end of 2018 and winning the tour championship, that was just phenomenal. It was that I'll never forget that gallery on 18 when he was walking up on Sunday. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Uh, it was it was awesome. I really hope Tiger can break through and win a major this year. It's been too long. It's been over 10 years, so it's going to be really awesome to see. I hope he he typically plays well at the Masters. You know he, he's always usually in contention at the Masters, even when he's struggling. So I think that he's finding his game, his body, his mind, his all of those things are finally rounding into shape. You know, you don't win a big tournament like that. He like he did a few months ago. You don't win that if you're not in a good place, mentally, physically, emotionally, and all of that. So I'm really excited to see Tiger play this year. I think he could have a big year uh, if he can. Hopefully, he can catch catch Jack's uh, 18 majors. He's still four short of tying it, five short of breaking him. He's going to have to get started because, you know, he is in his low to mid 40s. So he doesn't have necessarily a lot of huge years left. Maybe when you, you never know, but golf's in a really good place. A lot of really good young players. The veterans are still there. So I'm excited. I can't wait for the masters for sure. That's always one of the best uh, sporting events of the year. Amen. The green jackets, baby. I'm excited. Yep. <laughs> Chatterton, you want to pitch in your lefty sense? Golf is golf. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's all you know. That's a golf talk from Chatterton. I, I, I like pop just tap it in. Tap, I tap, like tap, pop pop. Pop. <laughs> fun. You know, Gavin blowing that lead on the back nine was the biggest upset in history. Amen. Yes, it was. <laughs> I, for for it to be known out there, I requested not to be called on for this. That is true. <laughs> I did it anyway. I had to. I just wanted to hear what you would say. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry about that chat. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Uh, Spicer? Uh, you know. Good luck following I, that up. That hot yeah, take. I know. I can't. Keep, <laughs> I, I can't, only I can't compete. Follow that. No. <laughs> I mean, that was unbelievable. I can't compete. I mean. Chat, that was the best insight slash news I've ever heard in my life. But, <laughs> Thank you. I tried. I wanted to I, I, show I believe you. you all. I believe you. I felt it. I felt it in my heart. Um, 
as we saw, Dustin Johnson absolutely <laughs> dominated this weekend. I mean, my guy did coke and Adderall on the tour. What a legend. He's from Myrtle Beach. He's from Dirtle. You got to expect the best out of the guy. I mean, it is what it is. Tiger, God, uh, I just hope he wins a major this year. Just absolutely goes up there and dominates, wins the Masters. That'd be beautiful against another green jacket, which he deserves, regardless of the massage parlor stuff, if that's true or not, but we don't know. <laughs> um, you know, great golf coming up. We got a lot of good tournaments right on uh, early on in the year. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to, uh, you know, just – absolutely be mesmerized by how they play golf and absolutely look at my golf game and just laugh at myself because I'm pitiful. Um, You know, if I had to put my golf game into words, it'd be mad decent, keyword as decent, um, but still kind of (laughs) shitty. So just, I don't know, just watching competitive golf, man, it, you know, some people are like, they're like, oh, it puts me to sleep. Dude, it gets me energized. It gets me pumped. Like, I love watching people chip it in. I love watch watching long, long putts that go in, you know, for Eagle or for Birdie. And you're just like, how, how the hell do they do this? It's a work of art. It's a work of art. It's literally like Picasso out there making a painting, but they're putting from, you know, however many feet it is or whatever it is. It's just, it's amazing. It is amazing to watch. That's why I think golf is a very unique sport. I think it's very entertaining regardless of how you feel, even if you take a nice long nap on those long Sundays of golf, but you get to watch the climactic ending, I guess you could say. But, um, yeah, I, I, I hope Tiger wins. I really do. I think just watching him is you know, history. It's history. Um, Dustin Johnson, as we said, absolutely dominate. Um, Justin Thomas, same thing. Rory, he did a re- really good job this weekend. Finished, what, like third, I believe? I, th- I think second. it's third. Second. Second. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he looked good. He looked like a former Rory, um, you know, that earned the PGA Tour cover uh, for PS4 and Xbox. So good for him. Looked like his normal self. Uh, it's just, it's just great, man. It's great for the sport. It's great to watch. I enjoy it. I think it's got more entertaining uh, in the years past. So uh, that's my two cents on it. Hopefully, uh, Tiger gets a couple majors. Maybe the green jacket. Phil, he's a good guy. Hopefully, he goes out there and gets a couple wins. Maybe not the green jacket because I hope Tiger gets it, but. Hopefully, Phil gets a couple of nice little wins and all that, too. So, uh, that's my two cents on it. I want to add a quick little tidbit about Tiger. I've been saying this for years, and I think the last tournament that he won a few months ago backs it up. Golf needs Tiger Woods to be competitive because mm-hmm. when Tiger Woods is competitive and he's in contention on Sunday in a, in a big-time tournament, there's nothing like – there's nothing in sports like it. To see oh, I agree. I agree. To see how much, how the following he gets, and the just it is insane. And like it's like a, it's almost like a mob scene when Tiger's in a position like that. There's nothing like it in sports, and he needs to be in that position. No cameras sure. on uh, closed shutter. I will say that. For yeah. Sure. 
See, like, Tiger walked down fairway and just thousands upon thousands of waves of people just following right behind him. Unreal. Pretty damn cool. Unreal. It's unreal. All yep, right. That's all so, I got for golf. <laughs> to introduce a newer segment that we have. We're oh, going to yeah. Would you rather kind of thing. Sports edition. Mm, nice. Uh, so far. Maybe later on. But Oh. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but my would your other question if it didn't affect your records currently for your favorite team sure would you rather have the first overall pick or get to pick a free agency or free agent of choice knowing it would financially affect you so would you rather have the first me. pick or a top free agent uh chase what are you, what are you oh okay uh so number one pick or Free agent, it finally affects you. Okay. Um, are we of talking top? So, are we, so, are we, so, so top tier you, whatever, to bottom tier, basically on a free yes, agency. Whatever okay. one you want, whatever position you want, whatever sport. It just if you express interest in them, they'll express interest in you. Okay. They will for market value of them is what is it they just one player or is it multiple? Just one or just the top one. pick. Oh shit! Okay. Okay. So do, would you bet on yourself to make the right pick or? Would you go no. after somebody who's proven themselves? No, no, no. I go after somebody who's proven themselves because I need a leader. I need a leader on my team, uh, regardless of age or whatever. Even if it's LeBron or whoever, KD or whatever it is, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take the free agency, even if it does financially affect me. Um, I want to take them. Uh, the top pick, you just never know, simply because um, you got to build them up. Yeah, they might be raw coming out of the college. They might be the, you know, uh, you know, they might be the man. They might be the man, period. Like, you know, they might be like a Zion or someone like that or whatever it is. But you're still going to have to train them. You're still going to have to develop them into an NBA player, which takes time. It takes effort. It takes consistency. I'd rather have a guy who's proven himself, maybe won a couple NBA titles or whatever it is, or maybe has has proven himself on a on a worthy team. Uh, so I, I I take the free agency, even if it does financially affect me. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Give me a Kyrie. Give me a LeBron. Give me John Wall. Give me Kevin Durant. Whoever it is, I'm taking them. Period. So that's my two cents. Trace, what about you? No, yeah, free agency, no doubt in my mind. I didn't even have to think about it when you asked the question because I, I, I was actually thinking about this a while back. Just think of how many busts there's been in the NBA draft. <laughs> I mean, exactly, there's been bro. That's so my many, thought too. That's so, my thought too. So many busts and like number one picks being busts. So like, sorry, I'd rather have an Anthony Davis right now than uh, Anthony Bennett or somebody. No offense. Uh but I mean, so it's just Anthony Bennett. Oh yeah, well, is he is he even that still playing? Really, I mean, that really worked out. Yeah, so no doubt, free agency for me. It's not even close. Jimmy, what about you? Uh, I think I got to go free agency as well. Rather have that win now mentality than you know get championships now. And and try to build that up with whoever you get in free agency, and then. You know, you'll you'll rebuild later after after all that. Well, just look at the last few kind of dynasty, sort of dynasty teams 
like the Miami Heat, Golden State Warriors, they were built on basically signing free agents. Now, the Warriors drafted most of their guys, but they did go add KD to an 80 or a 73 win team and all that. But, I mean, most of those teams were built on free agency. So, yeah. All right, uh, Chase, you next? Am I good next? You no, question you go ahead, bro. I already did mine. You're good. You're good. Your, your question. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, I'm bad. Um, see, mine was, would you rather own an NBA franchise or an MLB franchise? And given that, you have the utmost cap space to spend okay, for both franchises. Which one do you pick? I'm going to start with Trace. Trace, go ahead. So we're talking between baseball and NBA, right? Yes, yes, correct. Okay, I think I'd, I think I'd probably rather own an NBA team just because I feel like in the NBA it's easier to make major turnarounds. Because baseball, you can sign a Bryce Harper, you can sign a Manny Machado, but you have to have an overall team to get there. In the NBA, you can add LeBron James to pretty much any team in the league, and they immediately are become a threat. So like, I feel like basketball – the, the personnel is more driven to quick turnarounds because you can impact the game much more in basketball than you can in other sports. So I would probably say basketball. Jimmy, what do you think? I was thinking baseball. I just think it'd be fun. <laughs> more fun than NBA. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah, I think it'd be more fun. Plus you have a boatload of money to, to mess around with and being able to crunch all the numbers and trying to put like a – a team together. I think it'd, it'd be a lot more fun in my opinion. Okay. Zach, what do you think, man? Uh, I would go NBA just because it's a more profitable market for a business decision of that kind of thing. It's just, it, it, baseball, as much as I hate to say it, as far as profit and attendance and sales is down. Yeah. yeah. The NBA is peaking. So right. I'll go NBA. Yeah, I'd go and meet myself just simply because I know so much about basketball. It's my favorite sport. Played it, all that other shit about it. You know, top to bottom, I know about basketball. I, I'm not saying I don't know a lot about baseball because I do. I love baseball. Baseball is my second favorite sport right there, tied with football. But at the same time, you put your all, you put your eggs in one basket in baseball. It's like you sign a Bryce Harper once in a generation of talent. might not make you better. But in NBA, dude, oh, my God, you're going to be in the playoffs for the next five years or however long you sign them. But at the same time, yes, MLB might have more money, more lucrative or whatever, but I'm still going NBA regardless because it's so – I mean, the parity between all the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, depending on what team you own, is you know so spot on and so uh, – close together MLB man my god you could be the freaking Padres or somebody like that and you have like 56 wins the entire year and you just suck but my, my god you got Bryce Harper but hey whatever so I, I go NBA NBA myself so Trace what what do you think man what's your what's your question yeah I kind of alluded to this earlier a little bit when we talked about Zion and Duke but I, this is a topic that I was a little bit 
a while back I was kind of on the fence with it, but now I'm solely on one side of it, which I'll save it until you all answer. But thinking about it like this, if you are, let's just say we're talking, let's just say NBA, if, if you're or basketball, if you're a top level guy from college going into the NBA, like a Zion Williamson that's projected to be the number one overall pick, do you sit out and preserve yourself? Or do you play? Chase, what do you think? Am I playing for Duke? Yeah, whoever you want. Whoever oh, you want. If I'm playing for Duke, I'm sitting out for the rest of my life. I'm not, I don't <laughs> uh, you know, if I'm playing for Carolina, I don't care if I have a torn ACL or a broken hip. I'm winning the national championship, period. Um, now, me, as a person, as a basketball player, as a well, as a former basketball player, as I should say. Uh, sorry, got to get technical. I'm playing regardless. I, you know, I got the kahunas. I'm going to go out there. I want to play. I don't care how hurt I am. I don't care if I'm sick as a dog. I'm throwing up diarrhea, whatever it is. I'm out there. I am playing my ass off regardless. I'm go- I'm getting my 30 piece and I'm walking off the floor. That's how I feel. It, you know, I want to get us to win just as much as anybody else. Uh, when we lose, I'm ready to throw a table like I'm Bob Knight, but Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm playing. I don't care. I don't care. I'm playing. If it's Duke or West Virginia that I'm playing for, I'm sitting. Just draft me. Just draft me. I don't give a shit about them. But anywhere anywhere else, boy, your boy playing. Your boy playing, period. Jimmy, what do you think? Playing. I I would definitely – like if it's an injury that I could play through, yeah, I want to play for sure. Yep. Respect with that. Chat, what about you? Oh, I'd want to play. Because uh, even if uh, not only do I want, I want to play, period, if you don't finish out your season, you're stuck with the stigma of, you know, this guy finished his season hurt, so there is a question mark here. But, I mean, I would, I would want to play. Yeah, okay. I was saving this, my opinion on this for this segment. Uh, probably going to be a little more candid here than usual, but I'm resoundly saying you play. I mean, I, I don't care. I'm sorry. I understand long-term and everything, and I understand preserving stuff for your future and everything, but come on now. Like, if you're able to play, freaking play. I mean, yeah. r- really, it's like you, if you're that paranoid about getting hurt, why are you playing sports? I mean, you, you risk injury every single time you step on the court or field or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just – I mean, I, I just can't really understand. It's like Charles Barkley said the other night. It's like basketball players, they play the game. They play like they're supposed to play. It just makes no sense. It's like this is this is a new kind of trend. It started just in the last couple of years, and I just don't really like it. I'm, I'm, I'm being turned off with it more and more, but I think you play. I mean, it just it kind of is self-explanatory to me. I mean, you play. If you're, if you're that paranoid, then that you can't to go on like that. You got to just play and just go with it. Right. I agree. Jimmy, what's your question, man? What do you think? Mine was going back to the baseball topic. Would you rather pit or all right, you're in game seven, of the world series down by one, the classic routine, you know, down by one, two outs. Would you rather hit the walk off for the win? Or would you rather throw that strike three for the win? Uh, Chatterton. Throw the strike three. Nice. Mammoth. Uh, 
probably walk off just because it's flashier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> With the awesome bat flip. <laughs> you bat flip like Joey Bats, you know. Yep. Uh, Chase. Oh, absolutely. Walk off home run. Big dick slinging, bro. <laughs> absolutely. I'm throwing that bat into the crowd. I'm hitting every base with like the Sammy Sosa, the double pump with the with the piece like wow bitch absolutely absolutely walk off home run touch that base everybody's swarming you throwing Gatorade on you whatever they got oh that's when you know right there you're going to be in the Hall of Fame period (laughs) period period bro like something about you, Jimmy. What about you, Jimmy? What about you? What what were you gonna say, Pat? Something about throwing that third strike and just deflating everybody. It sounds entertaining. I agree. I agree. But have you ever seen when you're in Game Seven and you're the away team and you hit a walk off home run? How deflated and how defeated that team is, and their fans. Like I understand where you're coming from with the the you know the strikeout. Everyone's like, "Oh shit, we got struck out." But when you like, let's say it's a tie game, right? And then you get absolutely blasted on that home run, and it's a walk off to go win the World Series, dude. You have at least fifty eight percent, maybe sixty percent of those fans crying. I, I don't want to be a dick or anything, but you can't walk off if you're the away team. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, wait, wait. He bat in the top half of the inning. <laughs> yeah, but, like, see, you know, I, we, we just saw the, the Red Sox get the, get the strike three on Machado. <clears throat> yeah. Cough. But, yeah, got the strike out for the World Series. And then, you know, I was thinking that'd be really cool because then you have, like, eight of your teammates instantly right there celebrating with you. Yeah. But yeah. then again – and you know the whole crowd's going nuts and everything, and you get to throw your glove up in the air and the dog pile on top of the pitcher's mound. You know that's always really cool and like seeing that celebration, that'd be awesome. But at the same time, there's just something about a walk off, just especially oh, like one of those home runs where it's like right off the bat, you know it's gone, it's to the oh, moon, and yeah. that ball's gonna sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars twenty years down the road or whatever. Yep. And you do the bat flip, and it's like one of those outer body experiences maybe that you don't even know you're touching the bases and stuff. So I don't know. For me, it's, it's a, I, I would pick well, either one. Honestly. I mean, for what you <laughs> said like, for about Boston, series, who cares? what you first said about Boston, no one cares about that except for people from Boston and you. That's and, about and it. The, yeah. the <laughs> from, so. from West by God. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's about it. Anybody else who says they're Red Sox fans from here are bullshit. So. <laughs> they're lying they won the World Series last year. I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. But I'm taking walk off. Walk off for sure. But leading into our favorite topic, um, the best news stories of the week, even though they're absolutely hilarious. And they just got you thinking. Whose man's is this? I will start us off. Animal rescuers save rat trapped in manhole cover. Let me tell you something about rats. You don't save them. You kill them. Period. Who's Put the sticky this? traps out there and get them out of there. Whose mm-hmm. man's is this? Have you guys seen Ratatouille? They do important things. Ratatouille. That's true. Ratatouille. I've seen Ratatouille is an Italian. 
That's the thing. That's the difference. He's a great, Not great a rat. movie. Have you seen Goodfellas? Have you seen Goodfellas? Yes, they end up ratting, but at the beginning, it's if you rat, you're in a body bag. Period. That's how it goes. Don't worry, I got plenty more. Here we go. Oh man. Maryland lottery player wins third big Kino price. Listen, whose man's is this? And when are you paying us? Because I know you listen to our podcast. I know you do. How do you win that three times? I don't know, but what a legend. What a legend. Who's yeah. going to this? That'd be he's, nice. He's underrated but confident. You damn right he is. I... Oh, this is a good one. Cereal inspired beer brewed with marshmallows. Guys, what cereal is it? I want to hear. Lucky it. Charms. Oh, what a legend. Oh, man. Here we go. Here we go. Florida. Nothing. I mean, you already know this is going to be a golden headline. I just Florida all woman. Florida. I know, right? Right. I know. <laughs> Florida woman finds snakes among laundry in the dryer. You're telling me you got snakes in your panties? I'd be panicking what? so hard. What? You have whose woman is this? Whose yeah, woman is this? I'm I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Jimmy, going to your second favorite college behind Marshall. Unoccupied food truck explodes in Oregon parking lot. Marijuana to blame. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. That ain't good. <laughs> Oh. Nice, nice. Chip Kelly's effect just keeps carrying over down there. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with the best headline of the day. Here we go. Ohio nail salon. The owner fights to keep hand jobs name alive. Of course, it was Ohio. Hashtag Robert Kraft. Hashtag Robert Kraft. Yep. That's that's my whose man's is this for the week? Because whose man's is this? There you go. Get stiff. Get stiff. Jimmy, you got any whose man's is this? Get stiff. Hashtag, no, get, mine. hashtag get stiff. <laughs> mine was actually the Oregon one, but uh, yeah, oh, saw, damn. saw I'm that sorry. on, I'm on the news when I was at the gym, I'm sorry. and I was like, oh yeah, shed a tear. R.I.P. Shed a thug tear. Shed the thug tear. Thug tears. Thug tears only. There you go. Hashtag hot takes only. Hashtag thug tears only. Trace, you got any whose man's is this? No, uh, I, I kind of uh, honestly, the Robert Kraft story is a big enough one in itself, so I'm just going to leave it with that this week. Good lord, legendary! I like it. Yep. Chat, you got any? Yes, I do. I have one. Sister, sister star Tamara Mowry Housley tries her twins' breast milk as remedy when she was sick. Nice. Did it work? Uh, she said it tasted amazing. Hey, I don't know if it interesting. Yeah. Did she put it in her cereal or something? Like what? What happened? I I don't want to read to know. Oh, okay. Good, good call. I, I I mean I agree with you. I was just wondering. I was just I curious. Just, I saw it, and uh, that's not something I tried to. <laughs> no, no one wants to know. No one wants to know. Nah, nah. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just feel like that's one of those things you click on and you find out stuff that you just yeah, it's, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. Yeah. That's all it is, man. Clickbait. But anyways, moving on into our song, movie, and TV show of the week. 
I had to think of what exactly the hell we were doing. That's uh, all good. <laughs> Chase, you got any suggestions? Dude, absolutely. So, uh, TV show, I watch Heart of Dixie, even though not my favorite favorite show on Netflix, I guess you could say. Uh, watched it with uh, my fiance Lindsay. She loves it, so of course, automatically, I gotta love it, or else I'm in the <laughs> doghouse. Uh, that I mean, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's see, movie. I watched uh, the Sincario, the the second one. I haven't seen it. I saw the first one, but I saw I just finally watched the second one, dude. Absolutely savage. I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, for my song of the week, um, uh, a lot of people you probably got you, you guys probably won't know, but it's uh, Susto. Um, it's a really good band. They're out of uh, right around Charleston, South Carolina, right there. Uh, Homeboy is the uh, song of the week for me. I'll give you a little snippet real quick. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. So here we go. That's wavy. It's wavy. Just, just wait. It's better. That's what we start saying. Homeboy of mine, it's time. It says he's moving to Los Angeles. Good voice. He can't go out in town without these people start to panic. You know that he is a friend of mine. And I'm gonna miss him Homegirl of mine, she's fine, yeah She moved to Buenos Aires To live and paint and eat and drink and brush up on his planet There you go, that's all you get but It's a nice great. teaser Oh yeah, great band uh, Listen, the lead singer... <laughs> He was brought up in kind of like a uh, church background, so he's got like like the the church hymns and a couple of his songs uh, to go with a lot of the uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, if you will. Uh, it's a great song, great band. Uh, I highly recommend their new album. Um, it's just it's it's unique. It's a different it's a different take on a lot of things, whether you like it or not. Uh, that type of music, one through, uh, I think it's 12 or 13, how many of her songs are on there. Um, you guys will enjoy it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, please listen, support them, because they are great. They're great. So that's all i got to say about that. All right, Jimmy, what about you? Rediscovered the classic throwback song "Headstrong" by Trap. Oh, oh yes, classic song, dude. If Great you, song. If you ever go into a fight, that. you listen to that song first thing, and I guarantee you win. Headstrong yep. will take on anyone. Yeah, yep. you headbutt him too. Forgot, shit out forgot how great of a song that was, and it came back on the playlist one day. Or on like shuffle, and I was like, "Yep, that's going to the gym playlist." And I just listened to that for probably like four or five times in a row. It was awesome, nice, great Jimmy. song. Jimmy, did you put the needle in your butt after that? A little song? bit. Okay, yeah, little I thought. Bit. Good, good call, yes. <laughs> Hashtag Barry Bonds. Hashtag <laughs> Jimmy's on Roy. Hashtag Schwalski. <laughs> Hashtag Schwalski. 
All right, Trace, what about you? You got anything? Yeah, uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier that I was that I had been watching a TV show. Uh, well, an old TV show, I guess you could say. Binge watching it this weekend. That show happened to be Lost. Um, I watched it when it was on originally from 04 to 10 and loved it then. And this is now my fourth time rewatching them in order on DVD. So, yeah, I'm a little obsessed at times. I'm in the middle of season two. The show is just still, it just holds up perfectly. Even now, they're just as good as it did before. And I love it. I just love it. It's such a great show. And as far as, I guess, a song of the week, I guess I would have to say, just because I saw him in concert, I'd have to say Last Resort by Papa Roach. I mean, come on. It's just such an iconic song. And like, that's a good one too. It's like one of the biggest, best, most iconic songs of the 2000s. So there you go. Yep. Rock on. Great song. All right. Well, for me, I haven't really been watching anything, but I've started playing The Last of Us, the game heard it's supposed to be pretty incredible uh the second one's coming out soon so i started trying to get into that a little bit pretty good so far from what i can tell i don't want to somebody just that fart because that, <laughs> that, that. That, 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 that was great that was great <laughs> sorry, sorry sorry that's on me that's Hashtag on me damn it jimmy <laughs> uh, and my song of the week would be Vacation by Dirty Hits. I've oh, listened to that a lot song. the last couple of days. But... Good song. All right. Uh, that's, that's all I got. Cool. You guys got anything to add on to that? Anybody? Anybody? Nope. I can't, nope. You can't follow that burp, no. No. That's true. That's true. I'm not convinced I was a burp. I think he just crammed his headset up his ass and farted. <laughs> <laughs> really I guarantee you that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you might be on to something there. Listen. Uh... Guys, tonight went a little bit longer than expected, but that's okay because we got a lot of hot topics. We hit you with the best <laughs> news, uh, our hottest takes of the night. Hot, hashtag hot takes only. Um, as you Jimmy guys shit heard, his pants. yeah, Jimmy shit his pants. Yep. Uh, yep. Good times. Uh, you know he's gonna have to wipe after this. That's good times for sure. Uh, you know, a lot of good stuff. We 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 hit every major sport that you can think of. Um, you know, hockey right now, a lot of trades going on. We'll hit that next week. Uh, once the dust settles, as you could say, uh, soccer, which we really don't cover. Um, I see soccer, I see soccer (laughs) as a drinking of it more than it is as a sport. Uh, It is a sport. I'm not saying it's not a sport, but I like to drink when I watch soccer because I kind of understand it better. Uh, (laughs) soccer is soccer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Hot takes. Um, hot ta- hey, hashtags. Hot takes only. Uh, <laughs> we are the international house of hot takes only. Uh, not pancakes like IHOP, but hot takes only. Um, so join us next week. We'll be back. We got a lot of new topics to cover, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good things for myself, Jimmy, Trace, Zach. We thank you guys for listening. Y'all are the best. We got the four best friends right here. If you guys want to hang out with us or ever, you know, give us questions, uh, what your hypotheticals or whatever it is, please DM us, whatever it is, on our Twitter. Uh, we're working on that Instagram. Trust me, I'll have it finished this week. 
I've been working on it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know I said it last week, but I <laughs> yeah, I've dude, last week was a shitty week. Don't don't even get me started on it. Oh, but, it's all good. <laughs> terrible, terrible week. This week I will have it finished, guaranteed by Friday, once these fuckers send me their best pictures, because listen, we're hashtag models only. And yep. yeah, you're damn right. Hashtag hot takes only. Hashtag we're the best. Keep listening to us. Thank you, guys. We love you. UMBC, underrated but confident. Join us next week. We'll see you. Hey, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.